like a bird on the wire, like a drunken a midnight choir. I have tried in my way to be free. Like a worm on a hook, like a knight in an old fashioned book, I have saved all my ribbons, save them for thee. If I, if I have been unkind. Just let it all go by. If I, if I have been untrue, I hope you know it was never. Happy Christmas everybody from Game Bear Acquainted. Welcome to this year's Game Bear Acquainted Christmas special. I'm singing a very Christmassy song obviously. Well it's kind of Christmassy I guess. Because it's kind of like a choir song. And it's about a man, well it's by a man. That I loved very much who died this year. Like a baby still born, like a beast with his horn, I've torn everyone who reached out for me. But I swear by this song and by all that I have done wrong. because I want to get better acquainted with you at Christmas. Welcome to the Game Bear Acquainted Christmas Special 2016. It's been a, a slightly jinxed Christmas special, one that I didn't get together till the last minute and I tried lots of different ways and none of them worked. Uh, I took my microphone to lots of places and didn't ask people to talk. Uh, about Christmas because I th there were other things going on and I felt awkward 
to introduce uh, a microphone to those moments. Uh, one of them I did, but it didn't end up being about Christmas. Mm-hmm. And we've just recorded, me and you, Dad, Yes. Uh, some stuff about Christmas. So we have, yes. Well, we haven't recorded it, that's the point. No, we've just not <laughs> recorded some stuff about Christmas. But, yes. So, you are my Christmas guest this year. Yes. And we've had actually, in in some ways, I mean, some of what we talked about wasn't very Christmassy. No. Uh, And also, we've got an idea, you've been over stuff, so you've had your memory jolted. (laughs) So maybe that will help you to recall Christmas experiences a little bit better, who knows? Mm, I doubt that. It seemed to me when we were recording that the problem is, to ask you to remember a Christmas is very hard. Whereas if we talk about Christmas generally memories may creep in creep in yes. and come to the surface yes whereas when i actually say what was christmas like in a in, particular time at this or, time yes. with these people what i do remember is that i i mean i think when i was when i was a child i sort of enjoyed christmas i thought it was a good thing a good time i looked forward to it um partly because of presumably because of the presents that you get at christmas but also because of the, the, the sort of family feeling and, the, you know, what happened at Christmas when I went to either one or other of my grandparents. Yeah. That's when I was in Bristol. I was in Bristol from six to eight or nine. No, 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 I was in Bristol from, from four till eight or nine, but I was in Sea Mills by the time I was five which is Sea Mills is a suburb of Bristol. Yeah, that's right. So, for a bit of context, uh, this is my father, Dad. Uh, father, Dad? This is my dad, <laughs> my father, uh, called Peter, incidentally, but I, I don't call him by that name. Um, welcome to I, the show. Thank you. <laughs> uh, again, I've already welcomed you before. Uh, and you're 92 years old, and your memory... Demented. Well, yes, exactly. <laughs> and yes. your memory isn't as good as it was. No. Um, you like to call yourself demented. Um, well, I am... No, that's legitimate. Which I think is legitimate. Yeah. It's, a, it's, an even, it's even less usual. You might say someone has dementia, but they don't, you don't normally call someone demented. Oh, it I sounds see. kind of... I don't know, it's got some what? sort of... Yes. I, I, don't, I don't know, I can... Whatever you want to call yourself is is fine with me. By the way, is this recording? Now? It is, hopefully, sure recording. I really hope so. Uh, yeah, it is. It is, good. This conversation is a little bit like Christmas at this point. It's hastily thrown together, big mistakes happened, uh, things have gone right, <laughs> things have gone wrong. I mean, we've had a good time, uh, but we weren't sharing that with an audience. no. So, I mean, I'm trying to think how, to go, to, how to go into it. Like, one of the things that you were talking about when you were talking about your childhood was you were remembering the lamplight because uh, you were still kind of... In the 1920s, there weren't modern electric... Early lamp- 1930s. Oh, there yeah. you go. Yeah, gaslight. Right. Yeah. And so that's something that you think of when you think of Christmas. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Yes, it was gaslighting along the street. And the, and the gaslights had to be lit. Each one had to be lit. So the guy, there was a gas, a gas lighter, a man, who walked along and lit them one by one. Right. And so and what, I just remember watching that from the upstairs window at my grandparents' house. And your memories of your childhood are quite vivid now. 
some bits are. I mean, we're going to take you, me and my little sister are going to take you to uh, Bristol, to where you grew up, um, in February next year. And hopefully I'll, I'll record some of that. And uh, that'll be another uh, kind of episode of Getting Better Acquainted featuring you, because you've been on a lot of the episodes uh, <laughs> over the years. Yeah. And I make no apologies for that to a certain extent. You're 92 years old, so... <clears throat> these are the only opportunities I'm going to have to record conversations with you, whereas a lot of other people um, I'm going to be able to record for years. Yeah, hopefully, yeah. Yeah, hopefully, you're right. The, the way the world's going, you can't, really be, you can't no. really be too certain. No, not the way the world is going. Right, but this is a Christmas episode, so we should try and ignore that's reality, because that's what Christmas is all about, right? Um, so, yeah, I mean... In terms of Christmas, like, what does it mean to you? What do you think of when you think about Christmas? What are kind of memories from your life that you think of when you think about I just about think Christmas? of it as a family occasion, a sort of family celebration meeting. I mean, that's the conventional sort of family gets together at Christmas. Yeah. Give, they give one another presents and uh, they produce... Uh, they, make a great meal, you know, a special Christmas meal with turkey or some alternative. Yeah. And, I mean, do you like that? Is that something you've enjoyed over your life? I think, on the whole, I quite enjoyed Christmases, yeah. Yeah, because it's a complicated thing, because we were kind of getting to this before. Like, when I was growing up, family... Christmas being about family getting together. It was terrible it, Well, me. exactly. It's a great thing if that family gets on, but it's a complicated thing if there's complications in the family. And the way that you guys chose to uh, approach Christmas was to have uh, my mum and both of her ex-husbands in the same house, sometimes with her mum, who she has or she had a lot of issues with, all of the things that made everybody on edge were put in the same I room. didn't come to those Christmas. You were there, some of no, them, yeah. Some of them I came to, yeah. yeah, yeah some yeah. I came down to London. No, I know, luckily for you, I should imagine. I mean, it's a good idea. But some some years, uh, all of all of you were in the same room. Really? We yeah, came in, absolutely. Well, I wasn't there on the disastrous Christmas. During the Coventry years... You lived in a separate house. Yes. But once Cardiff happened, and my mum had split up with her second husband, then Christmases would often, for the sake of the children, which I don't think was for our sake, it didn't work out that way, would be uh, everyone trying to get over the fact that they didn't like each other and get in the same room together and kind of... Yes, it wasn't a, wasn't a sort of happy family gathering. Right, and that was something that put a lot of pressure on mum, I think, and meant that she was worse than she would have been in terms of her behaviour and things like that if she'd have had, like, not had her ex-husbands in the house. And also, whether she put it on herself or not, and I think she did because other people would have liked to have taken over the responsibilities of Christmas. Um, well, Tony did, in Cardiff. He Tony, did try. Did he, did try he did cooking. try to do the cooking, yeah. yes. Because there was um, some great issue about carrots. But it's very hard to get out of this. There was a great issue about carrots. Do you remember who it was, the details? Of I can't it? remember. Oh, no, but I this can't. is the kind of thing that Christmas means to me, yes. is a big argument about carrots. Yeah. Or, what was it, one year everybody put... We all had to put a, a word on our head. We'd finished the Christmas dinner and we had famous mm -hmm. people... 
like on post-it notes on our heads and we had to work out who everybody was by questioning yeah that ended in you a, had to eat out who we were yeah, by who, questioning who, yeah other right people. by questioning other people yeah. and that ended in a blistering row and people Did storming out and yeah. anger and and stuff like that and we were talking about before like uh, the Christmas that my gran was there and you thought it would be funny to push my head into the, into my food. For yeah, I can't remember that. No, well, you were either. drunk. You were very drunk. Well, and I, yeah. I, well, you, it was like... It, it was, was a, a joke. Yes, yeah, yeah. It's a bit like, you know, in your in your back history, yeah. there is a time when you were really drunk in a pub and you decided it would be funny to draw a draw draw on someone's white leather jacket. That's right. Yeah? Yes, that's right. Right. I've forgotten that. It was no, like one of those moments. Of it, and yeah. I've done that. Yeah. I've inherited that kind of behaviour from you to a certain extent. Like, I, there was a time um, when I thought it would be funny to pour my Coca-Cola down the white shirt <laughs> of a friend because I, his, his, his shirt was so white and so were his teeth. I think I did that partly because I, I thought he was an attractive man and I was jealous and partly for, because I was trying to pop his bubble. Um, but it's similar to the, to you thinking it would be funny to to draw on the back of that person's white leather jacket. Yes, but I think it was. A, but that's what you were doing. You were like Dave's being, you know, uh, silly. It was very good natured. It wasn't violent. Like it was actually like my face did not get squashed against the table. It just had gravy on my nose, oh, uh, which was Sorry. funny. And you, you know, you thought it was funny. I thought it was funny, uh, but it was not thought of as funny. By every member of the room, everyone in the room at that I moment, and that's what Christmases are like for me, um, or were like for me. Um, not all of my Christmases, because we were talking about this too. I can't remember my early Christmases the same way that you can't remember your early Christmases. Um, but yeah, so Christmas is more complicated for me. But it wasn't like that for you, growing up. It was a was it always a positive experience like growing well, up with the so. tensions between your parents at well, Christmas? Well, yes, and by the end of uh, yes, I mean my parents weren't getting on by the time I was about eight or nine or ten. I I, I became aware of the uh, friction between them. Right. I, I always totally was on my father's side about everything. Well, yeah, and I. Actually, did I mean I didn't take an uh, operational attitude to them, but I was aware of this, and I did support my father right. very much. But of in course, fact, I mean I did come to realise that that their marriage was fairly ridiculous. They were so totally. So you were aware of in attitudes. And so you were aware of that interests. Yeah, and you were aware of that going on in the background. Yes, because my father was sort of... My father introduced me to literature Did... and poetry and everything like that. Yeah. And art, and uh, I used to go on long, long walks with him. Yeah. Just the two of us. But, I mean... Look... But my mother wasn't a part of any of that. But, looking, but, but I mean, mm. sure. But also, one thing you should probably keep in mind is that you saw this as a child, yeah. and so you won't necessarily have seen, you know, both sides of it equally no you know he may no. I always think it generally takes you know it's generally when people aren't compatible that's not that's not necessarily anyone's fault and no. if I don't think it was anybody's fault right that they were wasn't a very good marriage right and you saw that as a child and I saw my my mum and my stepdad 
uh, splitting up. I saw, I saw the, I and heard a lot of the arguments there. Um, but did it? Did your life? Was your life able to carry on being a kind of childhood uh, within that? Yes, because they both loved me, but in very different ways. Right. So I was sort of treated. I was treated all right. It so that was, didn't spill over into your no, not into into your life. Whereas it did. Really. It did spill over when into your you know, into my life from theirs. Mm. Um, they couldn't keep it just around them um, for whatever reason, and they had to kind of involve me in their um, personal anger with each other. But you don't remember that kind of erupting at Christmas or any of that stuff. They kept Christmas kind of. They managed to keep. I guess if you don't remember it affecting your childhood that much, Christmas it probably definitely didn't affect. And I guess they were going to. You were going to stay with grandparents as well. You said so that always. When I was a kid. Yeah. So yeah. so if if parent if people are in the middle of a marital breakup, they can they're more likely to put on a a good face if there's other adults to keep yes. them in check. I think. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, not that I'm saying it's necessarily good to hide these things, but it's not good to let these things out in a way that's destructive to the people involved. So it's a complicated thing, this kind of balance between uh, being is. being authentic and open and being honest mm -hmm. about our uh, distress in this world and uh, hurting other people is quite a there's quite a thin line between those things. I think it's it's more complicated than I'd like it to be. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so like and so, so growing up, uh, Christmases to you like if you what would what did Christmas mean to you as a child? Did you like you did you like it? Did you like you know look forward to Christmas and all that stuff? Yeah, I think I did. Yeah. And what kind of presents did you get growing up? Since you know Christmas is a time to talk remember. about materialism. I can't remember. I mean, I was in. I had. I was involved in toy soldiers in those days. I mean, this is way before yeah, yeah, yeah. A, a digital age. You know. Yeah. A toy soldiers I used to collect, and I had a Hornby train set. That was a Christmas present. Houses we went to were decorated. I can't remember whether we, whether my parents decorated the house we had in Bristol or the one or the one we got to it when we went to London. And do you remember Christmas as having like a magic to it, that kind of like sparkle and warmth and all of that it stuff? It had a particular Yes, it was like summer holiday, you know, it was another it was a part of the year that you look forward to look and, forward yeah. to and I mean what about Father Christmas? Did you call Father Christmas Father Christmas? Oh yeah. Father no did I believe in Father Christmas? I don't know. I don't think so. Well, I, I, I don't know whether I stopped. I may have believed in them, you know, when I was very young, just literally taking it. But certainly as I, as my knowledge grew, I sort of realised he wasn't an actuality. Yeah. But I always had a Christmas stocking. That was a big thing, yeah. Yeah. What about Christmas as a time of romance? There's a lot of romance things at uh, Christmas isn't there there's a lot of uh, this idea of it being a romantic event sometimes if you haven't got kids around I suppose so depends on your religious views I suppose too partly well that's true too you were saying about how mm. your parents were believers but they 
were particularly no, kind of but my grandparents I think my grandparents my maternal grandparents I think they used to go to a Christmas ser- a service at Christmas yeah you know <clears throat> so but do you remember that do you remember did you go I don't to think I went with them no okay but, yeah. And you were an only child, so you didn't have siblings. To, so that no. changes how you remember presents no. and uh, meals and stuff like that. I had friends, of course. You did? But I, but I didn't sort of see them on, at Christmas. I guess it was kind of a bit lonely, I guess, in some ways, Christmas, because you uh, you didn't see well, your friends. Well, I was an only child. Yeah, because all, the, all your friends were off with, well, with their family. I did have cousins, right? but they didn't come. I mean, they lived up in... One cousin lived up in Liverpool. Right. And the other two cousins lived with Uncle... I can't remember the names of my uncles now. Yeah, I mean... But, but is, one of them... This is not information I have that I can help you with, unfortunately. No. But one of them had two sons who, and a daughter who were my cousins. Right. But you, and I didn't see them at Christmas normally. In, in a way, like, if I talk to you about my times of my life that I have some memory about, then my memories can jog your memories. Yes. But when I try to talk to you about Christmases before I was around, it's you, it's harder for me to help kind of give you yes. jump start you because I don't know I don't know what to what to ask. I don't have memories of it. I mean I can't remember what happened in Christmas in the, in, in the, when we were away in the in the army. Yeah. Right. Well, it depended on what kind of part of the army you were in. I mean, if you were in the infantry, you'd be fighting. Right. But, um, but you weren't in the infantry. I wasn't in the so... infantry. I was in a sort of ACAC regiment way back. So um, we would probably have had a sort of, you know, probably drink or something. Accept, yeah, yeah. recognise that it was Christmas, that Christmas was happening. Yeah. I don't know. Although I do remember one, when I went to Yugoslavia in 1940. Four, the year before the war ended, at Christmas I went over to Dubrovnik when they were using the anti-aircraft guns as field guns with Yugoslav uh, partisans who were fighting the Germans over there. And they sent the British Second Commando over to help them. And they, they sent our ACAC guns over as field guns, which was useless, absolutely pointless. It was a fatuous idea. It never worked. Um... <laughs> They did manage to fire one shell, I think, in the end. But most of them, the guns fell off. They, one, of them, one, one of them fell off the road, into off a cliff. <laughs> uh, you know, there was a totally farcical use of them. But I wasn't really with them, because they'd left me in Dubrovnik to listen to the radio, to right. wait for a message. Right. I, can't, I didn't know what the message was. It was meant to be one that I was waiting for. So I was left on my own in Dubrovnik in a sort of van, you know, sleeping, you could sleep in, live in. That's right, and I was next to an Italian uh, regiment. Of, they, had, they had mules, that's right. And we used to go out and get drunk and then come back and try to open the mules' mouths. That's right, I've heard that I story I've told before, you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That year, that's right, that year I did go in, further into Yugoslavia and spent Christmas with the with the commando up there. What was that like? That well, was quite good, I remember, because 
I mean, the war was nearly over anyway, and right. I think we had a lot to drink. Right. I mean, that's the thing, though. Christmas is a time when people drink, so that's another thing that makes it good and bad. Yes. Because people can have really great times when they're drunk. They can do silly things that can be fun when they're drunk, as well as silly things that go disastrously wrong when they're drunk. Um, but they also are more likely to kind of argue or get angry and all of those kinds of things. You're kind of charmed in that way, or have been to a certain extent, in that you do... You can you can be quite obnoxious when you're drunk, as as was demonstrated <laughs> yes. by uh, you putting my face in, in in my Christmas dinner. But also, you know, there's lots of examples. Like I'm probably going to put some Leonard Cohen at the end of this episode because this is the year that Leonard Cohen uh, died. died. Um, but and you know he means a lot to you and he means yes. a lot to me. Yes. Um, but uh, yeah. but yeah, there's that whole story of you being drunk. Uh, and uh, listening to Leonard Cohen and lying on the floor and saying something obnoxious to Sue, uh, our, uh, the family friend Sue, uh, to which she responded by uh, grinding pepper in your eyes. That's right, yeah. So you always kind of bring this up with her, like, do you remember when you put pepper in yeah. my eyes? And I always think, well, it sounds like you were probably being annoying enough to deserve pepper <laughs> in your eyes, so uh, I don't know if you should be bringing that up. Um, so yeah, but you're lucky generally. You don't get like angry drunk. Um, no, I didn't get. No, it didn't make me sort of um, hostile. No, I... no, it can make you say things that are provocative, but it doesn't. It doesn't uh, make you ag ag violent. Um, and so that's kind of lucky. So I guess a lot of Christmases. Nothing made me violent. Huh? Nothing made me violent. No, you've not been a particularly violent man in your life, really, in no. any any way, which is a good thing, really. Oh, it was probably because I wasn't very good at it, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> well, how lucky. How lucky to not be good with, good at it. Yeah, yeah. But, like, so you... But so Christmas will have always been quite a drunken occasion for you, I guess, throughout Often, the years. Often, you know, yes, once I was an adult, yeah. Yeah, right. Probably... Well, I mean, for there was a period of my life when I did drink quite heavily. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Well, there's been a few periods of your yeah. life, I think, you've drunk heavily. Yes, I mean, yes. Throughout my working life, we all drank. I mean, you know, when we were on location yeah. in the evenings, we, we, we mostly drank. That's yeah. what we mostly did. Yeah. And, you know, in the army, when you had time off, that was a thing that to do thing too. thing to do, yeah. Um, and you know, yeah, you've always been, and you used to brew your own beer. You'd done that, and, oh, yeah. and all that stuff. So. Yeah, I brew, yes. When you were young, I did that. That's we right, did that, yeah. didn't we? Yeah. And, yeah. Um, I watched you. You did it. Yeah. 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 I mean, so I guess like there's been a lot of that. Like, I mean. So I mean, you're not you're not religious. You do like Christmas in that you like to bring all the family together. You like that feeling of all the family being together, don't you? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah well, I not yeah. I mean, and that's always been your feeling at Christmas. You yeah, that's as, my ideal Christmas. As many is, family yeah. members together, yeah. particularly the children. Yes. The children are Absolutely. what Christmas is about. We've had quite a lot of Christmases as right, right. like since I've been an adult, 
uh, I've had some Christmases where I've had you and my niece and my little sister. Yes, um, that, was, that was good. Yeah. And those, and and we kind of managed to give my niece the kinds of Christmases I I wish I'd had, and my, I think my sister yes. probably wishes that she'd had. Um, mm. And we managed to do that. Yeah, what's that toys. toy that she was terribly interested in? What toy? You know, the building toy. Lego. Lego. She likes oh, Lego. Oh, yeah, she it's was true. very interested in Lego at Christmas, that Christmas. Oh, that, that was a wonderful Christmas because we, we gave her the family Lego. Because growing up, growing up, you had me... I don't know if it started... Had with, a lot which of child did it start with? With Tony. With Tony. Oh, yeah. So Tony had Lego. Past, yeah. And then I was, it was you passed on it. to me, and I had, so it was a drawer yeah. full of Lego. I was yeah, on a bunk bed. And then we passed bed. it on. Who do we pass it on? I was on a bunk bed, and there was a drawer full of Lego. And yeah. uh, that was around the time when Lego, st- when, when I started getting the Lego, was around the time when Lego started to become a little bit more toy, so, toy-like. Yes, they made so like separate. Bef- with Tony, there was more technique Lego and lots of like different but, designs. But yeah. by me, it was like there was pirates. That's and right. There was, they were actual, uh, many Robin, more Robin Hood, already formulated. Yeah, Robin Hood, pirates. Yeah. It was around that, that yeah, stage. That's right. Um, but by the time it got to Brie, I'd passed on that Lego to... Rebecca That's right. and her Rebecca. children, so my niece and, it came niece and my nephew in Germany, yeah. they had added to it with a lot of kind of their new, right. new Lego, which yeah. included Harry and Potter Lego and stuff to... like that. They, they took some of their stuff out of it yeah. and kept that. Yeah. So I think a lot of the Harry Potter stuff or whatever was kept. But some of that stuff came, uh, and it all came together to... to at that Christmas yes. when we happened to be in a house that had a quite a big front room where we could all hang out yes. and so we just built right. a Lego world for the whole of Christmas like the whole yes. of that room was basically yeah. Lego by the end like yeah. complicated buildings and people and spaceships and, and all of that stuff so that was yeah. great Yeah, I mean I like Boxing Day best yeah, uh, I, like, uh, yes. I like the Boxing Box- Day fry out Right. Uh, which yes, I think I, I probably like because you used to make me fry ups. Yeah. So I get my love of fry ups. I always from used you. to like that. When I was yeah. a kid, I remember that. That was the Boxing Day thing. Yeah. What was a Boxing Day fry up like in the 30s then? Well, it was still pretty good, you know, because it was frying up what was. I think it was probably better. What was it? Yeah, I can't remember. You just fried up. You fried yeah. up. I know I liked up. it. Fried up at all of the um, all of the meal yeah. from the day before, so you've got bubble and squeak that, and all ca- of that. What's stuff. that cabbage potato thing called? Bubble and squeak. Bubble and squeak. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We used to fry a lot of that. Used to be a lot of that fried up. Yeah. For the Boxing Day. Yeah. Did you have black pudding and sausages and stuff like yeah, that? Yeah, whatever was sort of left over. Right. More or less fried. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I do like a Boxing Day fry-up. In yes, fact, I used to enjoy that. That was the be- yeah, that was the best food for me. That was the food I liked best. Yeah, me Christmas. too. I've always found it hard to completely, uh, completely relax about Christmas. <laughs> I've had some good Christmases uh, as an adult, and I, I guess I must have had some good Christmases as a child. I just don't remember the ones that were good. Uh, that's the the unfortunate thing about not remembering your early years that well if you happen to have good early years and then things got worse after that um and but you during your life have had a much more positive relationship with christmas i guess 
Oh yes, on the whole, yes. I've never had a, one like you had, which I sort of remember as a disaster. I mean, you worry about... Some are better than others, but, you know... You worry about getting presents for people and all that stuff. Well, that's not only now, that's only because of the dementia. Right. You know. Right, right, right. Which makes you all add sorts disadvantage. Of, all sorts of simple domestic activities like that right. have now become bloodier pain. Right, right, right. It's so much more complicated for you to get anything yeah. and you can't remember enough about the person to work out to, what is exactly, the best present, how do I get the past, it to them, how do you get it yeah, to them, and all, this, you know. all of that stuff is now stressful. Yeah. But I mean, I guess it's that, that wasn't stressful so much in the past. Oh, no, 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 it wasn't until this year. There's not been no, even last year when I was... I don't think I was... I think dementia started this year. But memory and all these these kind of things, ability, like uh, physical ability to do stuff, all of that stuff has an effect on Christmas and yeah, what it's like you know, for people. Yes, quite. So, I mean, like, this year, I've, you know, been depressed quite a lot. And so, okay. coming up to Christmas, like, I... That's... Some Christmases in my life, I've really... In, it's not just a bit about being depressed, it's also about being busy... And having no money, uh, that makes the prospect... I used to like buying presents for people at Christmas. I love the act of buying presents. I, I'm against the capitalism and materialism, of course, but I, I really like getting stuff for people that I know they'll like. But I can't afford anything now. I can't mm. afford to get people. And I haven't got had the time to really, like, dedicate. Like, I like to dedicate time to thinking what's the best present to yes, all of that yeah. stuff I haven't yeah. haven't really been able to do this year a little bit like this this podcast I've had to hastily throw things together uh, yes, and of course so. Jen's done more of the labour on it as well because she cares about Christmas but also because uh, she socialises as a woman I guess and so that that's a part of why why she's more inclined to kind of worry about this stuff and also I should worry about that stuff more because I know Jen will do it um, but you know sometimes you aren't kind of she does she loves Christmas as well it's not a triggering experience for her engaging with Christmas uh, in the way that Christmas is for me I mean I always I always make this joke around this time of the year that you know Christmas doesn't come with a content note you know nobody nobody sort of says this 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 article is going to contain Christmas Um, and I wish that they did because you know I, I don't I don't always want to be reminded of Christmas. Although I do also, I've seen, I've seen how amazing Christmas can be. Like I saw it with you when we were when we had Brianna those Christmases. Yeah. Like I've seen what it can be for a child. Yes. I know it didn't have to be the way it was for me. Yeah. But even after the sort of traumatic ones, all of my Christmases have really been about yeah family coming together and that meaning stress. Uh, so it's always kind of amusing to me that your idea of a, a happy Christmas is all the family coming together um, because that to me is a potential stress fest yeah. Yes. Yes. yeah well yeah I mean this Christmas you know there'll be the Jess and Lil will be there well this Christmas you're good. going to be spending with quite a lot of people yeah. from the family yeah, in so a nice place and yeah should be nice be good yeah i was just thinking about the religious side of christmas because i've just been reading norman mailer's um gospel according to the sun right which is his his, his autobiography his autobiographical you know of, of jesus christ which is brilliant actually 
I've just read it again. I'd read it years ago. I've just read it again. So what about the religious significance of Christmas? Well... I mean, I... I mean... Mum, Mum's more where I get my religious feed into my life from than you. I mean, I've talked to you about God and you've always been interested in, in politics and religion and these kind of things. So I've so I get some of my my perspective on this stuff from you, and I think spiritually I am quite close to you in that you're an agnostic. Mm-hmm. You've got a bit further with that these days, and you believe in the great unknown other, and that there was something that created stuff, which I I haven't yet. I'm yet to follow you on that one, but I'm kind of agnostic. But my mum's the one. She's the one who was brought up, you know, in a Christian environment, who was yes. a Christian for quite a lot of years of her life. I think she might even be approaching Christianity again now. Really? She certainly sings in choirs again, and she loves to go into a church and, and sing and sing. And sing. I mean, mm. I, I've, I've had quite a lot of experiences with her. Is she still playing? What does she used to play? Off the she plays flute, yeah. The flute, she, yeah. She, she is still playing that. She's playing she? that in orchestras and all sorts of things. Is now. she? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's great. Yeah, it I'm is still... great. So, I mean, when me and mum, we used to go to midnight mass sometimes and that sort of thing. Did you? Yeah, we didn't take mass. We sang... But you used to go. Well, the church over well, the road in Cardiff... Well, you were were you? Well, the church... No, 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 I wasn't. <laughs> but the, the, the church... I mean, I was, there was none of that. I don't, you weren't baptised? No, I nothing, none of that yeah. stuff. Were you baptised? Yeah, I was. Oh, were you? And confirmed. Oh, were you? Yeah. And I, you know, and I had to go and... You, you used to go to see the priest... Yeah. ...for sort of lessons and that until you got confirmed when you were in your early teens. My best friend, Derek. Uh, Derek Petz and I used to go to see this priest. And Derek and I didn't really... We used to go away because Derek and I were very interested in girls at that time. Right. We used to spend our entire weekend sort of walking over the nearby commons and things. Yeah. Talking about sex and politics. You'd have liked him. He was an anarchist from the beginning. <laughs> I was a communist at that time. <laughs> I actually was in the Young Communists for a period. Yeah. But I was certainly a communist in belief, you know. And he was an anarchist from right. the beginning. Yeah. We always had this. But he would have been an anarchist because he was, you I know. I find it hard to get on with anarchists, but I'm sure I would. No, he would have got <laughs> on with him. He was great. I'm sure he was. So, yeah, in terms of the religious significance of... of uh, Christmas, that's not really been something you've been much involved in. You've been mostly a kind of agnostic for all of your life, really. Yes. Uh, probably an atheist at times. Yes, I suppose I became an agnostic when I started to think about, you know, I mean, when I was when I was brought, when I was a child and all that, I was, you know, it was school religion and that sort yeah. of thing. I just, you know, I was part of it, but I never didn't think about it philosophically. I didn't sort of question whether I believed it right. or not. But really, then I suppose when I got to the age when I did question it, yeah. I then became an agnostic. But religion's something you can't really speak on, but, but what's your view as somebody who was a young communist? I mean, how do you feel about Christmas in terms of the materialism uh, that is a part of it? Like, there's the warmth and the love and all of the great stuff, the, the twinkling, the beauty, the magic, all of these things that are true and worthwhile things at Christmas. But there's also the fact that it is a massive consumer well, uh, yeah, festival. Yeah, it's society. Indeed. It's a great moment of, yeah. And also pressure, of pressure. 
people who can't afford to get presents getting presents yes. people who yeah. can't afford to get into debt people getting into debt money. yeah um people feeling the pressure to it's not just capitalism is it because the the toys that are being sold to people are also kind of in you know enforcing gender enforcing race enforcing so many different kinds of uh systems of oppression if you like um you know from an intersectional point of view there's a lot of yeah. questions about what christmas is as a an apparatus of ideology what do you think about all of that well, I mean, I think that in capitalism, anything gets uh, becomes you know is conceived from a capitalist point of view. Right, everything's co-opted into capitalism. Yes, and the consumerism of Christmas is enormous. And kids these days get more presents than kids in your day. I don't know. I reckon so. Well, think, if yes, you think about I think society is more prosperous now you, than it was in the thirties. Maybe that's it. Um, maybe that's part of it. But yes. I mean, think of the kind of piles of presents that sometimes are around your grandchildren. Uh, you know, that yeah. not the rest of us, only the children. Yeah. Um, but, like, there's a lot, they get a lot more presents and a lot more toys, a lot more tech. Yeah, yeah. And they get tech, they get cool stuff. They get stuff yeah. that you guys never would have had. You know, they all, you, in fact, oh, bought, bought, well, bought, you bought Brianna a Kindle Fire that she I still was uses. Say, they now live in a digital age. Right. That's, you know, totally. It's an enormous effect on, on childhood and growth of, you know, growth of people nowadays. And I look at them and think of them and relate it to my experience at that age. Yeah. You know, I mean, I, I was reading quite early. And I, by six or seven, I was reading, I'd been reading Tapney Bloods for some time, but I was reading books by then. Yeah. You know, I was reading Coral Island and things like that. I was quite sort of, that was, but now, I mean, you go there and there's Lil... There, know, there is my niece's house. A digital understanding, enormously advanced. You yeah. know, I mean, yeah, it's quite incredible now what they they, well, they have. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's incredible to me, and I had still my my childhood. The things I had would have been incredible to you as a child too. Yes, like because you know yeah. the the getting you know the Spectrum ZX eighty or the oh, Mega yes. Drive or the Master well, you were System. At the beginning of yeah, computers. Yeah, those, those yeah. things would have when been amazing. When you were in that playpen you. beside me, that's when I got my first computer. Yeah, and it wasn't. It was a, a, a PC, word processor. PCW. And it was a word processor in a, an electronic Oh, that's writer. right, that's right. That's what I first had. Yeah. And I used that to write. And by Coventry, you had a PCW. In Coventry, I, I got them. I, I yeah. did Logic and uh, uh, lo well, logo, yeah, that, logo and Basic and stuff like that. No, yeah, no, well, before we went to Coventry, I got that first white 100-pound computer. That was the right. first... Um, you know, that was the beginning of people having computers. But your great-grandchildren have... Well, they, phones. They, well, yeah, they, got they have phones, everything on them. Exactly. They have tablets. Absolutely. They have everything in their Absolutely. hands. Absolutely. And they and they use them with extraordinary, you know, they're brilliant. And they play, you know, constantly. Uh, Lily's playing games on the on the television. Yeah. You know, get it on from Brexit. Oh, no, what's it? Not Brexit. Tell me, <laughs> what's it called? Netflix. Netflix. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They get it. Get games on Netflix and play. You know, sure. play them. 
I mean, like, that's the thing. Like, do you... All of this stuff is neutral, I think. Tech is neutral, I think. Uh, and that we could we could use these things in great ways. I'm not against them. I enjoy no. all of these things myself. Uh, they're also things that are made exploitatively, no doubt, nearly always, uh, in this global kind of system of capitalism that we have. Do you do you feel like kind of depressed or disgusted by the capitalist elements that kind of reach a fever pitch at this time of year? around Christmas yes I suppose so yes it's obviously a, yeah as I say it's a big big consumerist moment isn't it yeah consumption is what capitalists want yeah I think you have I think you have sent Christmas cards at Christmas that have been just slagging off capitalism have I yeah at times <laughs> you used to you've, I think you've written like kind oh, of like Christmas messages in cards about capitalism <laughs> and and yeah. that sort of thing I think people I had to open yeah. on their Christmas days and read and engage I seem with. to remember doing that yeah something like that yeah. yeah you've done that a few times yeah can't do it any longer well I used to give all my bloody poems to people for Christmas uh, without any kind of uh, creative kind of decisions about what ones to include I just included everything and gave everybody everything yeah. Uh, did you give me them? Yeah, I did. Yeah, you must have done. I gave you all. Of, you read everything. You read everything yeah, that I, I was wrote. Gonna say, I, yeah. You were my biggest cheerleader. <laughs> you weren't as critical as you could have been, but you you were my biggest cheerleader for sure. Anyway, you got together with Jen. I mean, you had a perfect critic. You were I have got both. a perfect critic yeah. and uh, a cheerleader in Jen, uh, yeah. and hopefully, yeah. I'm a, a decent critic and cheerleader to her, her. too. Yeah. So yeah, I mean that's it. Oh. Like Christmas. I think we we can we'll wrap this up now. Really, I mean, you're going off tomorrow for Christmas. Yes, uh, I'm staying in London for Christmas, so we're not going to be spending this Christmas together. But we've spent many Christmases together. We have indeed. Yes, and I'm very grateful for that. Oh, so am I. Like, if I have any good Christmas memories from the <laughs> from the years that things were bad, they generally involve you. <laughs> Uh, in fact, having my face put in my Christmas dinner is quite a positive Christmas memory <laughs> really? for me. Yeah, yeah, it is. So happy Christmas for a few days' time. For and happy Christmas, yes, indeed. And thanks for, for, for doing two versions of Getting Better Equated Christmas. Uh, I think the second one was good too. And thanks for having me over. Oh, uh, like I always, thank you I'm coming. often over here. So thank, thank you for letting you for me record a happy that experience. Happy Christmas, everyone.
So Merry Christmas. There's a crack in everything. That's how the light gets in. And so hopefully this Christmas will be more about the light than about the crack. But either way, I guess it all comes together. And this is the last Getting Better Acquainted of this year. After this episode, I'm going to take my traditional week off. The next time you can hear my voice will be in the new year when I'll put out my now traditional New Year's episode, which will be a roundup of everything that's happened to me this year with some clips from some stuff that I've done and talking about where I'm at, what, where my life is, trying to work that out and kind of doing that a little bit with you and a little bit with myself. The entire series of my other podcast, The Family Tree, which I make with my partner, Jen, is now all available. Season one has come out. So if you're like me and you like to binge on box sets, now's the time to do it. There's an entire season of audio for you. Uh, It starts as a mystery. It ends at a completely different place than you're going to expect. It's my advice that you listen to it from episode one so you can get the twists and turns and changes in the order that they're meant to come to you. It's a magical, realist audio drama about identity, change and belief. And if you like Getting Better Acquainted, you'll like it. It mixes fiction and fact in a complicated way. And it's really hard to describe. The only way to get it is to listen to it from episode one, ideally. If you do listen to it, do let me know what you think. You can find me on Twitter at GooseFat101. Getting Better Acquainted is on Twitter at GBA Podcast. It's also on Facebook. You can subscribe to the podcast wherever you like to get your podcasts from on the internet. iTunes reviews are always a nice thing to get. And, you know, maybe you've got a few spare moments in the Christmas period when you're leaning back and and, and nursing a glass of wine or whatever you like to be festive around. And maybe you could give me a little review and help me to boost my ratings on that sort of thing if you want to support the podcast you can you can directly donate to it there's a a button for that on the soundcloud page and you can also sign up to be a patron for the family tree which would be amazing because we want to make a season two and that would be the best christmas present ever to know that we all have the money to do that so do sign up and become our patron over on the family tree so i guess i'm ending the christmas special there with some business which is one of the things that Christmas is about, but I don't want to leave it on that note because Christmas is about much more savoury things than business. Christmas is, when done right, a time about love and a time about song and a time about warmth and a time about senses and enjoying being alive and being a human and finding some light in the darkness of the winter finding a way to connect with each other and be close to each other and I think that's something that we all really benefit from when we can do that and I hope that those of you that can do that uh, are doing it as hard as you can at the moment because it's dark times out there and there's a lot of kinds of light that we need to make for ourselves not just our individual lights but also we need to find some collective light in this darkness and those of you who are having a hard time because Christmas can often be a hard time much love to you and solidarity really i've been there i'm sure i'll be there again hopefully i won't be there over this christmas but you're not alone 
none of us are alone in this crazy mixed up world where everybody is capable of being nice to each other and loving each other but we're all also very capable of not loving each other and doing terrible things to each other in this crazy mixed up world the one thing that we can be certain of is that none of us are alone any experience you have there's probably somebody out there who has had that experience too and love and solidarity to all of you out there having experiences good and bad during this christmas season So the last thing that I'm going to do is say Happy Christmas to the audience. I want to do a line of you To wake me up when the day is through You fill my mind, you crumble up I mix you with the orange juice in my cup Peace.